We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jay Anthony, and I appreciate you uh, being with us this morning to talk about the decline in people who are actually working in the United States. And there's a lot of talk about the um, the unemployment rate. And I've joked with people, you know, Ambassador Howard Gutman was with us at our event, Politics and Pints, the other night, and he was so proud to mention um, to mention all the jobs that Joe Biden has created as president. And I thought, you know, this is this is th- that brag is the same thing as a murderer putting a plastic bag over your head and suffocating you till you pass out, and then when you wake, ba- and then taking the bag off your head, and then when you. Uh, when you come back to life, they say, I saved your life. I mean, it was Democrats who created the drama that cost us all the jobs after Donald Trump's administration with the deregulation effort created a lot of the jobs. But now we're looking at a different set of numbers. How are you this morning, EJ? John, I'm hanging in. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm glad you're with us. So what should we take from these numbers? Well, John, you know, the devil is really in the details when it comes to these reports. And it amazes me how so many of the so-called economists in the Biden administration don't seem to understand their own statistics. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, there are multiple measurements that we get for the number of people employed in this country. One comes from a survey of businesses and the other comes from a survey of households. And when you have that survey of businesses, it allows, for example, for double counting because one person could have multiple jobs at different businesses, mm-hmm. right? As the cost of living goes up from inflation, I have to go out and get another part-time job. And some of these people are working three jobs. Guess what? They're counted three times in those instances. And so when you actually, again, dive into the details, you find that there's a significant amount of double counting, and the economy probably didn't employ any additional people in November. Uh, That's a remarkable circumstance when you go around town and you see the desperate signage where people are pleading for employees to either come back to work or just to you know get some random person in to run the cash register so how do i how do i square that if if i'm looking at what i see on the ground at least here in the richmond area and these numbers well one of the things that we should not be surprised about is all of these job openings because we have an administration that has expanded welfare they've expanded not just who's eligible for welfare but they've expanded benefits as well. And so when you have more people capable of living on the government, why would we expect them to go out and earn a living? Instead, we've created an artificial labor shortage. Is there a way to resolve that, or do we not have enough people? I've gotten in trouble on a couple of occasions. I still think this is true, that when it comes to the immigration issue, we should pause for a moment and get our numbers right and let the economy domestically recalibrate on its own rather than continue to import uh, workers from outside of the country, even seasonal workers from outside of the country. And 
when I worked at the Chamber of Commerce, that was not a very popular position to articulate in meetings. Boy, they freaked out about that. But, you know, how do you fix this situation? Well, John, fortunately, this is entirely a self-inflicted wound. Mm. So if we simply remove the policies that have caused these problems, then the problems themselves go away. As far as immigration goes, you know, we have to remember that uh, open borders, in other words, not this, this chaos where anybody unvetted can come across. But I mean, if we can actually vet people and allow anyone who wants to come here and work into the country You know, that's wonderful. But the problem is when you have a welfare state and you combine that with open borders, it has turned into an absolute disaster because you have people who can come to this country and immediately get on the government dole. However, if you could roll back the clock to where we were, let's say, 100 years ago, what happened in that instance? No one came to America unless they were willing to work and work hard because you didn't have this welfare state to sustain you. And so we attracted the best and the brightest from around the world, and they were always hard workers. Let me ask you about the welfare state. I can almost hear people in the audience who are not rock-solid conservatives who want to put the hammock, if you use that analogy really low, saying that conservatives are bitter and hostile to taking care of someone in their worst moment. And I get the impression, if you look at the data, that we're doing a heck of a lot more than that. This isn't just the, the desire of, of the United States government and the people of the United States to keep people from collapsing into homelessness and destitution on the streets. The, the levels are so much higher and so much more, um, uh, for lack of a better term, generous than than the average person knows what what is the difference between today's welfare programming and say something from 50 60 years ago the difference is that 50 or 60 years ago a lot of these programs either didn't exist or if they did exist they were temporary Hmm. and we still had many people having to go to private charities for that assistance, which frankly worked fine. But what do we have today? Today we have a system wherein, take your, your, your stereotypical family of four, right? Two parents, two kids. If you are in the, the, the middle quintile, in other words, you're, you're making about the median income in this country, you have the same amount of disposable income as an identical family of four with no one working on all kinds of government assistance. Uh, that's that crazy. Is an absolute travesty. So the problem in this country is not income inequality, but income equality, where someone who's frankly busting their butt to earn a living and provide for their family is doing just as well as the person who's being lazy and sitting at home on the couch. Yeah. Is there a way to push back on that? Is there an educational effort to expose that so that we can um stop the hostility towards uh, welfare reform? I mean, the, the, the average person seems to really resent it if I talk about welfare reform. They think that it's mean, nasty conservatives just trying to stomp people, when in fact, I would think the example you just used would, would strike the, the, the fairness chord, which is so important for people in the middle and to the left. And, and I think, John, you, you hit on a key point there, education. I think we have to educate ourselves on these issues so that we can then educate our fellows on these issues. Because the only reason people are opposed to things like welfare reform 
is because they don't fundamentally understand them. But as soon as you look at some of the even most basic facts, that really turns people's hearts around. Yeah. E.J. Antony's with the Heritage Foundation. I appreciate you joining us this morning. I think it's important to talk through these numbers and, and have a real appreciation for the impact they're having on our culture and our society. Thank you. Thank you for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.